Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcaster named Sean Allen. ASAP, another Sean Allen podcast. ASAP, another uh, Sean Allen podcast. So what you heard right now was Michael D. Bowers, If You Want It. Yeah, that's me. Tell us a little bit about If You Want It. Um, okay, I was at home during the pandemic, and I had been watching the Studio 54 documentary on Netflix like crazy. I just been watching it, watching it, watching it. And I was like, I'm obsessed with this. I wish I, I could have lived during the time and experienced Studio 54. Right. And so I called my friend Wilkes, um, and he's some a producer that I wanted to work with a while ago from back home. Right. And I called Wilkes, and I was like, hey, you know, he had had some tracks, and I heard something, and it caught my ear. And I was like, I want this track. So um, all he had for it was the hook. And so I called him. I was like, let's flesh it out. This is what we want. I want this. I definitely want a bridge. I think that's something that's missing in songs. Oh, yes. And so we worked on the bridge. We got on a a Facebook uh, video chat and we worked on the bridge together. And then he came up with some other stuff for the bridge in addition to what we came up with. And I just wanted something. I knew that once the pandemic was over, that people weren't going to want to hear the same four note singing, lo-fi, sad sack. You know, type of song, singing in italics with, you know, these ashy voice, thick <laughs> accent singers. And so no shade to them because there's a lane for it. But I just knew that that's not something I wanted to hear. That's not something I wanted to make. And so I wanted a song that when we came out of the lockdown and everything started opening back up, well, you could dance to. Right. La Studio 54, Michael Jackson off oh, the wow. wall. So, okay, so yeah. that's, that's when I first... Listen to If You Wanna. The first thing I heard was uh, PYT, Michael Jackson. That was one of the inspiration. But that was an inspiration. But I'm like, wait a minute, you kind of did. Well, I don't know if this is intentional, but it's kind of the same song. I heard Monica All Eyes on Me too. I mean, because it was PYT. Well, d- yeah. Well, yeah. It was pretty much you the know, same, same song. Shit. But um, you also hear if you if you know old school music, you hear Aretha Franklin. Um, sweet, sweet baby, since you've been gone in the bridge. Oh wow! Yeah, that, okay. I mean, I'll have to re-listen to that. Listen to the bridge, and then listen to sweet, sweet baby, and that was something that we uh, that was an influence as well. Obviously, 
Uh, we love Aretha Franklin, R.I.P. to a legend. So I wanted to make sure that we had. Just, I wanted to pay homage to all of right. some of my favorites. The greats. Yeah. Michael Jackson is one of your favorites. Michael Jackson is. Well, I think Michael Jackson is one of everybody's favorites. Of course. If he's of not, course. He so you. who produced the song? Again? His name is Wilkes. Um, I call him Wilk Dollar Sign. It's W I L K E Dollar Sign. Uh-huh. But his name is Wilkes. Uh, if you know Sam Oat music, he is Sam Oat's musical director as well. Yeah. So he's a friend of mine. We met back in. Uh, Hampton Roads when I lived there and we always talked about working together but you know everything has to align the right way and it just did the timing was right the track was right the vibe was what it needed to be um, and especially coming out of what we're coming out of now it was just like perfect and the sirens are going because it's just so good that people are so overwhelmed right. by the song <laughs> that you know they had to call a paramedic so yeah <laughs> that was a good one Thank you. that was a good one um, that's pretty dope though man Thanks. So you wrote the song. I did write the song. And you're getting all this publishing. And I, so Wilkes had the hook written. Wait, because, you know, on ASAP, we're all about black ownership. Yes. And IP. Yes. So, yes. okay. So. I have all of my, so all of the, it's a music business. Right. Right. And one thing about me, I am a businessman. So all of the business was taken care of before I even thought about getting the song mixed, mastered or anything. <laughs> I want the writing credits, the split sheets on the back end. Everything is what it needs to be. All the licensing is where it needs. And although there are no samples in the song, it's an original song. Right. Um, I still wanted to make sure that I reached out to make sure yeah. that I didn't need anything because I don't want nobody coming suing me later. I want Quincy Jones. Or the Jackson. Or the State. Jacksons come come talking to me like they did. Well, I can't say names. I don't want to say any names. <laughs> but like certain Motown people had had some issues with certain current songs that wow. kind of reminded them of previous songs. Right, so right. I didn't want that. Well, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Are you talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Certainly, I don't want my lines blurred. So <laughs> right, I didn't right. want, I didn't want to do that. Line. So yeah. Well, that's funny, and that's interesting. You're from Hampton, Hampton Roads. Mm-hmm. A lot of music. I mean, all most of the music we listen to kind of comes from that area. Missy Timberland, yeah, um, Pharrell, yeah. Chris Brown. Yeah, what do they call it, like Seven Cities or something? It's the Seven Cities, Seven Five Seven. Oh my shit! Yeah, yeah. It, there is. What is it? It's Hampton, where I'm from, Newport News, Norfolk, um, Norfolk, Portsmouth. Virginia Beach, Portsmouth, um, Suffolk, and Chesapeake. Wow. Yeah, that's the seven cities. So I, know my sh- I didn't know you were from there. Yeah. So yeah. this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I guess um, speaking of, Missy Elliott heard the song and she liked it. She she tweeted, uh, she screenshot her listening to it and the <laughs> lyrics. And I was like, oh, okay. So you're getting, you're getting a little check off of it. Well, you know, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully uh, I get a big check off of it. That's what I want. But I had, you know, it's a funny story. In 2010, Missy and I started following each other on Twitter. And we had talked about, I was still living in Virginia. Of course, I was working my nine to five. I was, a, I was working at a bank. I had been there for eight years. And I talked about wanting to work with Missy. And she was like, hey, you from Hampton. I'm from Portsmouth. We can do something together. Da, 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 da. Right. And so she was like, we can sit down and talk over pound cake. So here I am living at, in L.A. It's been four years now. And we had our artist connect moment. And I think it was with this song. So wow. hopefully... Um, you know, and I love Missy Elliott. I don't Who think don't that she. I don't Missy. think she gets the flowers that she deserves. Um, That's the whole episode. I, and she does like Missy's Missy's receipts as an artist, as a songwriter, and as a producer. Her receipts are longer than CVS receipts, and you know right. CVS receipts are long ass receipts. But you know what? Though she's been eaten off off her craft since she's came, since she out. came out. Since she came and out, she's been consistent. You know what I mean? So maybe the craft 
and eating off the craft is better than the clout. You see what I'm saying? Eating but she was honored like on uh yeah, she was, MTV but I mean just whatever, in the, right? and she asked as she should have been with the Vanguard Award. Right, right. But yes, eating off the craft is is ideal, but when you're as influential as Missy Elliott is and I'm not saying this because I'm a fan, but if you just take a step back and look at it music-wise, her influence, if you played any of her songs today, they were so ahead of their time that if they came out today, they would still sound fresh. Shout out to Timberland and Missy. Today is actually the anniversary of... Of Super Duper Fly. Yes, it is. 24 (laughs) years. Wow. 24 years. What's your favorite song off that album? Oh, God. Um, Surprisingly, and don't judge me for saying this, but it's The Rain. I mean, what's wrong with that, man? Super that is timeless. You still it's hear timeless. it today. Yeah. Timeless, man. And people are still doing the, you know, the video. Yeah. They they do it. And it's uh, even the babies, like, that's how you know. People know Michael Jackson. These yeah. kids know Thriller. These kids know Missy Ellie. They know Super Duper Fly. So wow. it's just like, all right. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. I think, too, so my only problem with Missy not getting her fun, I think she's getting her recognition, but I don't think she comes up enough in the female rap conversation. They just don't. She's not a part of it at all. But do you know why I think that is? Why? I think it's because Missy has transcended being a rapper. Right. When you think of Missy now, you think she's a singer because she can sing. She's a producer. But she don't even come up in the like singing conversation. She didn't. She didn't. She She never. You never hear nobody. She's never in that conversation of singers or rappers. But that's because, like, you know how you have those people that just trans. Missy's just an artist. I think, like, okay, I, I'm cutting you off. I'm getting excited because everybody okay. know those are my people. Yeah. Um, it's almost like Michael Jackson. People don't really talk about the vocal ability. They, they talk don't. about it as a figure. Performance, right. They don't talk about him vocally. They don't talk about him as a producer, as an arranger. And right. we know Quincy, Quincy Jones is Quincy Jones, yeah. right? But Michael was really, there are tapes where you hear Michael just like beatboxing parts and just humming what he wants yeah. the instruments to do. So they don't have those conversations. But I think that's like Queen Latifah. Yes, we know her as a rapper, but now she's an actress. And then she sings jazz. And so she's got yeah. all these things. So she's transcended being a female rapper which is why i think that the same with missy and they don't come up in the conversations because there's a generation of people now that don't know queen latifah as As a a rapper rapper they know her as from living single they know her from bringing down the house and beauty shop so it's just like okay her career is great in that sense but so is missy like you have people in the industry that know her as a producer and a songwriter and this that and the other but as a rapper Unless you were around when she was there, when that was the predominant thing that she was doing, like Missy Elliott is like an enigma. She's she's right. transcended it. So I would like to see her be in those conversations as a rapper right. and, you know, producer. And it's crazy because uh, her big influence, like you said earlier, yours, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is a reverbing t- uh, theme of. Mm-hmm all of our musical conversations, yeah. but he's, he was a big influence to her. She modeled her career off of Janet and Michael I to mean, some extent. If you're going to model a career off of somebody. And then here you are with, if you want to, with the yeah. Michael Jackson influence yeah. and the Quincy yeah. Jones influence. Yeah, definitely Quincy. So, so was that on your mind? Like when you created this song, like, were you like, okay, let me make a time. Well, okay. So you always, you always want to make a timeless Bob for sure. But like, was that like, okay, let me, pull from like the best Aretha Michael moments and create this song. Was that like a thing when you created it, if you want to? 
I think in all of my music, one of the things at the forefront of my mind is to let you hear my vocal influences, right? And so Michael Jackson is a, sonically, he was an influence for the song. Um, but in the song you hear, I think, like you said earlier, the churchy thing with the Aretha Franklin, Whitney Houston is, you got on a Whitney Houston shirt today. She is my number one favorite singer. And, you know, I had that. Then there's Mariah Carey. So you hear some Mariah Carey moments in it with like some of the arrangements. And then Karen Clark Sheard is also one of my favorite singers. So then you hear her in the bridge along with Aretha. So it's all of my musical influences kind of shape all of my songs and so yes i did approach if you want to in that way i wanted something that felt like a michael jackson off the wall record because that's when he was going to studio 54 you know right off the wall um so sonically had to feel like that like you know um working day and night the jacksons you know all that good stuff and then you know bring make it a 2021 version of it so it was like okay yeah so that was the approach so I usually um, do this on my Patreon with my live guests when I have live people on. Okay. I'm going to do it with you. <laughs> okay. And we're supposed to do it at the beginning of the show, kind of like an icebreaker, but okay. I call this either or, okay? okay. So what I'm going to ask you, one or two, and you pick one or two, and I have the option to dive into your choices, okay? Okay. This could be a little controversial. What you know Sean? What I mean? we, okay, recording this, and I'm not erasing shit. So, okay, are you ready? Uh, are you ready? <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So this is the icebreaker, either or: Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, or L.A. Reid and Babyface. Mm. L.A. Reid and Babyface. Podcast or radio? Radio. Los Angeles or New York? Los Angeles. Whitney or Mariah? Whitney Houston. Why not Mariah? Okay. Whitney Houston is my favorite female singer of all time. Right. Mariah Carey is, if Whitney Houston is number one, Mariah Carey is 1A. Like, they, they pretty much tie. The reason that I feel like I, and I gravitate toward them both, but Whitney to me has the slight edge because vocally Whitney's voice is just so majestic and the, not just the quality and the timbre of her voice, but Whitney knew how to rap everything that she sang with like this emotion that you felt. And Mariah does it too in a different way. So Whitney grew up in church, so she knows how to emote from that way. Mariah grew up around church and people that were influenced by church, and she may have gone to church a few times, and she knows what to do. Right. But the, where Mariah shines is in the songwriting, where Whitney, where Whitney shined was in the delivery of the vocal. Did, did Whitney Houston ever write any? She did. She co-wrote uh, Count On Me with Baby co-wrote. Face. She co-wrote. You do that with me, co-wrote? She co-wrote. She co-wrote? She co-wrote <laughs> uh, Count On Me with Baby Face. And then she wrote uh, Taking a Chance on her on the Whitney Houston album. The she I'm Your Baby Tonight album. But she wasn't a songwriter, no. So one would argue that Mariah Carey is more talented than... Whitney Houston you could argue that it would be a uh, off kilter argument because Whitney was the I feel like Whitney was the the voice she was the better singer Mariah Carey was the more established or more evolved artist okay I do think I mean we have this conversation before 
Whitney Houston is the greatest vocalist of all oh, time. Oh, for sure. It's, no question about it. It's undeniable. No so question about I it. I definitely agree with you there. But I do think that Mariah Carey may have better songs than Whitney Houston. I think that... That could be true? I think that is true. Okay. I think that... Okay, Mariah Carey has better... Mariah Carey has more weapons than Whitney Houston, but Whitney Houston got those three nuclear bombs. You okay, that's a, I, okay, that's a fair, I think that's a fair way to put it. I think that Mariah Carey has a vast arsenal of things at her disposal because she is songwriting. She is arranging the song. Right. She's doing these things. Um, Mariah Carey excels in the studio, right? And she's a great artist right. and you get her artistry in it and she's like, she's dives in. She's fully submersed in her artistry. But like you said, Whitney Houston is the live singer. She's the one that does it well in the studio. You know, there's the story. Whitney Houston did I'm Your Baby Tonight in one take because she wanted to go to the mall before it closed. Shout out to Babyface. Shout out to Babyface. Shout out to when she did How Will I Know. That was what we heard was her going in the studio the first time after getting the tapes because, you know, back in the day you had to get the tapes. And she sang it. And like, um, uh, the writer Michael Walden was like, hey, this this is the first take. Like, she did others, but they were like, no, the first one is the best one. Wow. So when you have somebody that can do it that well in the studio and then do it even better live, like, that's, you know, I mean, come on now. And right. I, I'm of the same belief. Whitney Houston is the greatest, has the greatest female voice of any non-classical singer ever. Agree, I agree. Pharrell or Timberland? It depends on what era for uh, you what era one. of Timberland. You only can pick one. Um, I, Timberland. Mm. That, that, I agree with you on that. Mm. Instagram or Twitter? Twitter. Nikki or Kim? Kim. Okay, okay. Let me say this. Let me say this because I don't want any of the barbs coming after me. I think that Nicki Minaj did a fantastic job with holding down female rap in a time when female rap wasn't a thing. I think that she is talented and I think that she deserves the credit for kind of giving it its resurgence. However, if you think about female rappers that really kicked the door in and took a lot of the vitriol that she had to take so that Nikki could could walk and stride. Right. It's Little Kim from the fashion. Yeah, I mean, to, yeah. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Crush on you, the video. Iconic. It's legendary. And then when uh, Diana Ross did that to her the, titty, her boobs. At she the had like VMAs. iconic moments. Like wow, Nikki never had those moments. And so, and, but and Little Kim was busting like a nigga too. She she was. Like, she and the thing is, like Kim, what I think, what I feel about Kim and Foxy and people of that you know era kim really did she was the girl that really kicked the door in from the hip-hop world because she was doing it and people respected her for her talent but then fashion wise and then she's pretty so then she had the makeup campaign so she was able to kind of morph into this glamazon rapper that had these really hard bars and then her and misa hilton brim with the fashion and like you know those looks are still quite as it's kept being emulated and re-emulated today Definitely. And it's just like for every and I, you know, not to disparage anyone that does these looks, but for everything that we see, we can pull a reference. And I like a reference because it shows that you pay attention. Right. But I mean, Kim was Kim was the moment. Yeah, and so, yeah. Shout out to little Kim. Shout out to little Her Kim. Her last album was whack, though. But <laughs> Well, you know, I think that Kim is. I feel like Kim is 
she's trying to find her footing in a new musical landscape as a legend it can be hard to do that right and so i think that she will um and i'm hopeful but she doesn't kind of she kind of doesn't have to though she doesn't have to but so like it's like queen latifah said once you're a rapper you're always a rapper right Right. i'm a singer i will always be a singer even if i'm not making music if i i pray that i'll be able to make hits and you know get the chart success and the acclaim but even if i don't i will always be singing right so i think that kim feels that way too iphone or android iphone dark liquor or light liquor dark David Foster or Quincy Jones? Hmm. It depends on what field. Nah, you only can pick one. But for what field? Soundtracks or just overall music? Overall music. Quincy Jones. Okay, because I know. Okay, okay, let's dive into that. Because you like Whitney. Whitney and David Foster so got some of the best tunes together. They, so. they did great work. Right. I love Whitney Houston. Um, I love I love David Foster. I think he's phenomenal. I just think that when you look at the overall scope of music that I enjoy, like Quincy, come on, Quincy Jones. It's crazy how long he's been in the game doing his and still doing it. Yeah, that's fascinating. Expert level, like it's not like but he David lost Foster it. too, too though. I mean, but Quincy Jones. Yeah. I mean, David I didn't know Foster that he was listening did to that, Quincy uh, Jones. It's my party. I could cry. If I, yeah, from uh, yeah, that's Quincy. That 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 blew my. That's a white a white girl. Yeah, it is. It is. But he was he was doing that. Um. Uh. I can't think of her name right now. From the sixties. That was that was Quincy. And then he did the Sanford and Son theme. The theme that we heard from um. Uh. The Sanford and Son theme was the Street Beater. Yeah. That that's Street Beater. Then he did the the Austin Powers. Um. Yeah. Soul Bossanova. That's Quincy from an album in the sixties. This thing. He's probably eating off. He's probably eating off stuff he created. In the, in the 60s and 70s. He probably Still, hasn't tapped into to, his No, not his 80s, 90s, no, not yet. Because he was doing stuff for Frank Sinatra, Fly Me wow. to the Moon. That was Quincy. Quincy, like, when you think of, and when you think of David Foster, you think of these big sweeping ballads and they're great and they're yeah. fantastic. But when you think of a diversified portfolio, Quincy Quincy's did the, the wow. theme song to Ironside with Perry Mason. Like, that was him. A song from one of his albums. He wrote it. Ironside. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's just like Quincy's got some things, and then you go into his stuff in the '80s when he did the uh, he did the the reimagining of Handel's Messiah. He reimagined all of those songs wow. and redid them. Um, he did, of course, he did Michael Jackson stuff, and now he's working. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. With the young kids and what I like about Quincy is Quincy stay. Not to say that David doesn't, but David knows his audience. If you want a, a number one adult contemporary hit, you call David, David Foster. Foster. Who's his partner? Mm. Who's his partner in crime? Let's see how good you. Wait, David Foster. You mentioned earlier. Diane Warren. Yes. Diane Warren and David Foster are going to get together and write a song. Yeah. Um, and that's great because Diane Warren is a. I mean, she's a legendary songwriter yeah. like that. And I love Diane the way that she works because you don't ever see Diane co-writing with anybody. If it's a Diane Warren song, it's a Diane Warren right, song. Right. And so even when Beyonce did, I was here. You know, Beyonce likes to co-write and she likes to be a part of that process. Not it was like, Diane. uh-uh, it's Diane Warren. Yeah. <laughs> Diane Warren wrote. But what kind of flex is it to have Diane Warren write a song for you? Like, that is a flex. What Aaliyah song was a Diane Warren song? Let's see how good you are. I don't know. You do know. If I could give you a hint. Yeah, give me a hint. Her only ballad she released off her One in a Million album. It wasn't one in a million. The one I gave my heart to. That was Diane? Diane Warren. Yeah. Wow. For Aaliyah, right? Isn't that? Like That's correct. But I mean, but Aaliyah, rest in peace to a, <laughs> uh, rest in peace to a legend, a, a burgeoning legend. Um, Aaliyah was fantastic. I did not know that Diane did that. But shout out to Aaliyah for having a Diane Warren composition. Um, but yeah, my answer is definitely Quincy Jones. Um, I would work with them both, but you know, Quincy is—he's the dude. So right. it's just like, come on now. He's cool too, Quincy. He's cool. cool. Like you know, even when he had to stop drinking, he's still cool. So it's like, all right, shout out to Quincy Jones. Okay, and this is the last one. I think we went over. Okay. Um, with selections, because talking to you, I'm typing SWV or Escape. SWV. Wait. SWV. What's up with the What's with the face? Why you Why you don't shit on us? Don't shit on. I'm uh, not. I, I have nothing to, <laughs> nothing disparaging to say about Escape. I think that they are great um, at what they do. They have a lane, and they they wrote that lane very well. I think they're talented girls. But when you come down to just sheer vocals, it's SWV. They're sisters with voices. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then and then you got talk about nuclear weapons you got coco as the lead right. so i'm not saying that what i'll say is this would you rather hear escape sing swv songs or would you rather hear swv sing escape songs 
No, nah, Tiny, Tiny got a. I mean, I, I fuck with both. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning with SWV as well too mm-hmm. because SWV, like you said, got those nuclear weapons. They mm-hmm. brought Pharrell out. If y'all, yeah, yeah, you know, if you want to keep it a buck, yeah. His first song was the uh, Human Nature. Human Nature, remix, yep. You know what I mean? So I fuck with us. And then Coco, her voice. Speaking of Coco, mm-hmm. I seen you and Coco have a little live rendezvous. That's my girl. That's my friend. That was that blew me away. Yeah. That was so cool. That is my actual Oh real no, life I was friend. like, oh wait, you know when I was watching the, the live and y'all was talking about like pers- I was like, oh you know them for oh, real. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's that was my girl. Dope. That is my girl. And um actually Coco and I are collaborating for, for a song years. on my EP. Oh yeah, she's. I mean, she mentioned it. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah. But you've known them for you known her for years. It's been since 2010. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. And you got an upcoming project. Are you working on something with her? Studio 69 EP. Wow. Yeah, because Studio 54. That's pretty dope. So I said, why not combine things that everybody likes? <laughs> so you know, we're not going to dive into the relationship because it's personal, obviously, with mm-hmm. Coco. But where you are a fan. Before you met her? Of course. You of course. Of course. And for you to get that approval from her and that nod had to mean a lot. It is. It does mean a lot. It means a lot to me when anybody likes what I do, you know, whatever, of course. But to have somebody who is at the caliber of vocal that she is and of artistry and celebrity, you right. know, and she came to my show. I did Little Shop of Horrors, yeah. and she, her mom, who's also a great singer, Lady Tibba Gamble, and her son was there. My friend Titus Jackson is a gospel artist that's there, and Coco lived in the same area that I lived in. Wow. So it was like, all right, so she came. I was uh, at grad school at ODU, and I was in the Old Dominion uh, University, Old Dominion University oh, right. and I had done a production of Little Shop of Horrors, and like I was telling her, they wanted me to sing through the whole thing so they wrote my part they changed ronette's name to ronald so i could sing through the whole production yeah and i was the only one without a microphone right and so the night that she came i didn't tell anybody she was coming because i didn't want it to be like that kind of moment but she was so gracious she stayed after she was taking pictures with people she signed autographs like she was oh so you was popping oh well i was popping before she came (laughs) but yes uh that did kind of give me a little clout um but yeah she's great i um let me tell you who else is really supportive little mo is really supportive oh wow i sang it for her cynthia loving cynthia loving we love her um, she writes her ass off. She writes. She writes and sings. She, I mean, she sings. We know she sings. But yeah, she's. But a writer. I don't know. People know about her pen. She is a writer. Her Kelly Price, Faith Evans, they write. Oh, really? And sing. Yes, Kelly writes. I call her my musical aunt Kelly. Uh, Kelly writes. The little Mo writes. Faith writes. Yeah. And so um, I sang uh, at a show in Virginia Beach for Lil Mo, and she came in. She was the featured artist, and. We had interacted on Twitter, right? And she knew I was a singer. I was like, "Oh, great! I'm in that area. I'll be at that show." And so I knew the guy that had put on the show. So it was they were running a little late because she was coming down from where she lived with her ex husband. And when Which I got ex husband, uh, Phil, Philip Bryant. Is that one, two, or three? I, you know, that's that's shout out my, to Little Mo. Shout out to Little Mo. That's not my place to answer. I love you. <laughs> um, but she came down, and because she knew I was there. Before she sang, she asked them to let me sing for her wow. in front of everybody. And it was great. I sang If Only You Knew by Patti LaBelle. And she like she loved it. And she's always been super sweet and supportive. So she's got a new song out, too. So it's really exciting. 
That's dope. And uh, Little Mo's part of that Missy and Timberland. Yeah, that whole too. era, yeah. I mean, SWV is too. To if you think about it, yeah, yeah they, they all are. Who? Canley was a yeah, Timberland. That was a Missy Timberland song. production. They were in the video and shit. But Coco, yeah, I think she, do you think that SWV get the credit? I think that SWV gets the credit from the generation that they were in, but I think the verses did a really good job with introducing them to a new audience because there are some people that don't know who SWV is, and that's so interesting to me because you hear all these kids say, and I, when did I get to the point where I say these kids? But you hear all these people say, oh, I'm a music head, but you don't know SWV, you right. don't know these singers, and so or Missy Elliott's or the Little Mo's, and it's like, okay, you get introduced to them, right. which is why I loved when, Madonna, when, uh, when who was it, Katy Perry? Had, yeah. had Missy come oh, out on the Super at Bowl. the Super Bowl because people were like, oh, this is a new song. This is dope. She was singing Work It. And I was like, but the fact that you wow, think this yeah. is a new song and it's dope, like, and now she was introduced to, you know, a new generation. I think the same with SWV. And so I know that um, I'm ex- I, I want new SWV music for sure. I remember growing up and my uncles and cousins and niggas on the block, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. doing um, air quotes, Hmm. Listening to SWV, they wouldn't listen to the female R and B, but they would dive into SWV. Right. Well, I feel like them and Mary were those two. Th- you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense to feel that way. And I feel like because I'm an SWV fan through and through, I feel like they kind of lost that edge with like the New Beginning album, and they tried to tap into it on that Diddy album that nobody really released released some tension. I remember that one too. Y'all didn't got it. Y'all, y'all didn't like it. I like that album though. I, I liked it. <laughs> I think that. Um, so when you have that kind of success and then the musical landscape changes, it's kind of hard. Yeah. Unless you stay at the pulse of it. To and then oh you know all of them were doing their own thing and they were you know whatever. So by the time they were ready to release other albums, it, it was shifting. And then you know, I think that. I think that. Although I like the album, I can see why some people, it didn't resonate as well with the masses as it, it could I have. I really it. liked it. Um, I even liked those songs with Snoop and they not even, you know, dun, dun, funky, funky. But I'm like, why is this on the album? But, well, because it was Snoop. <laughs> and, you know, they wanted But they to, didn't even say. But the, I know. But they, it was the, if you had Snoop on the album, and you got to remember Snoop was like time. doing at that time. It was like yeah. he was. So it made sense. But I think it was just one of those things where it might have seemed to the general public like it was out of place. Right. Like that album was out of place. And it's, you know, it's unfortunate because it was a great body of work. But, you know. What's your favorite SWV song? My favorite SWV song, surprisingly, I want to say Week because that's I love Week. That don't count. But I'm gonna tell you, I think Cosine is one of my favorites. Oh or wow! Rain. And this uh-huh. just came out. It just came out. It's one of my a favorites. Couple, a couple years ago. Yeah, Cosine and Rain. Rain. Yeah. Rain. I feel like Rain is like a sleeper hit. People was on it when it came out. It was a hit when it came out. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like over the past few years, people really been diving into Rain. Yeah. Because Why? I think you got to remember. Um, the way that they framed the content back then was a little bit different. 
than it is now. So now that people rediscover the lyrics and you have things like genius. Oh, right. Yeah. So now it's like, oh, okay. I get it. Rain. Like Mariah Carey with Honey. That's That goes on with the rain. Like, <laughs> Wait a minute. Because I'm like, she's talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It washes over me. Like, you, you know what Mariah Carey was talking about. Derek Jeter had her. We did that gone. at a talent show in school. Yeah, well. And that's, beca- that's because she wrote it in a very ambiguous way. But if you really get into the lyrics. Wow. Yeah. My favorite SWV song is When This Feeling. I know that song. I like that song. It's not my favorite, but I can see why it's yours. You know who wrote and produced it, right? No. Pharrell. That's a Pharrell song. That is a Pharrell song. Neptune's When This Feeling and uh, Use Your Heart. You know that was a Pharrell I know that was a Pharrell song. And then Can We, obviously. Can We. That That was was my shit. But what about Whitney? What's your favorite Whitney song? My favorite Whitney song that's not a cover right. or just of all the Whitney songs? Um, both. Of all the Whitney Houston songs, I think that my favorite, hmm, like I love all of her songs. I know all of her catalog. Literally, I know all of her albums inside and out because um, I practice to them. I sing to them. Um, favorite Whitney song that's a cover, obviously, is I Will Always Love You. No, my favorite Whitney song that's a cover is I'm Every Woman. Whitney ate that cover. Um, Like she chewed it up, left no crumbs, spit it out, (sighs) put it in a trash can, tied it up, took it to the curb, set it outside. Like she she did that. Um, My favorite Whitney Houston song that is not a cover would probably be How Will I Know. Okay, okay. What about her last album? The I Look To You album. From that from that album, my favorite song from that album would probably be Worth It. Worth It is my favorite okay, song from okay. that album. It was a it was a good album. It really was. Um, but I'm upset. I'm upset about how they handled that whole thing. Um so Whitney's vocal coach at the time said that she had they had gotten her to go in to do vocal coaching and he was like if she had stayed in the vocal coaching for like another month or two, she would have sounded like she sounded in 1995. Um, but they just wanted it enough all their for her voices to record. Change, though. Like everybody except Coco. <laughs> Coco's voice doesn't change. Um, Shantae Moore's voice don't Shantae's change. Voice, Shantae Moore's voice hasn't sleep changed. On Shantae Moore. None of the Clark sisters' voices have really all changed. Right. Um, Gladys Knight's voice hasn't changed. Oh wow, Patty. Patty's voice hasn't really changed. Shaka's voice hasn't really changed. Wow. Um, but you got to remember that the magnitude of the Whitney's, the Mariah, and Celine's voice has changed, but not much. Like Celine's right. still doing. But see, Celine did it smart. She went to Vegas. She knew just how to manipulate it so that she could be comfortable. But when you at the magnitude of like a Whitney Houston who like she toured the bodyguard for three years, like that was hard. Mariah is doing all these tours and the type of singing that they do. And Whitney didn't lip sync. So she was just like, you're going to get it. So you're doing this hard singing for three years and you got all these other things going on. You know, it's inevitable. Plus, I don't know if you know this or not, but sopranos voices tend to decline around 35. I didn't know that. Yeah. If you're an alto, they don't Kiki. Well, you know, I like Kiki uh, Wyatt. And let me ask you this. I, this is about to be controversial. Okay. Name someone who is a singer but can't sing. Name someone who is a singer but can't sing? Yeah. 
I'm not answering that. Why not? I can't answer that question. I'm gonna say T Boss. Um, would you consider T Boss a singer? Baby, baby, I don't know. She was. A, what is she a rapper? I think that she's a member of TLC, <laughs> and she's an. Hey, I argue with somebody the other day about this. Did, who was the talent of TLC? Left Eye. Okay, could Chili sing? Chili did what she needed to do. She sang well enough to be we able have the to same do. Thoughts on yeah. amazing. TLC is amazing. Yeah, TLC is amazing. I think that T Boz brought an element that was she necessary was cool. to she was cool. I think that she did what she needed to do she vocally. Got that machine behind her too. I mean, LaFace. LaFace is a machine. Uh but singers that can't You know what? I'm a, let me bite the bullet and say this. Um but I'm going to preface it with I think that everybody who makes music is okay, you know, I think that it's it's a good thing that they do and I don't want to disparage anybody, but I have heard people um I have heard people. I have heard people <laughs> that sing might not be their lane because, like, you know, they're diverse artists and they're writing and so forth. But, you know, I, I can't call it, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. I think that was a good example that you Okay, gave. I'm going to say Pharrell can't sing, but is a good singer. That could, that could be true. I think so. Pharrell. For all intents and purposes, Pharrell can sing. He stays on his pitch. He, you know, he stays in the key signature. You know, he's, he's not, not a off, singer. But he's not a singer. Like you wouldn't put him in the conversation yeah. with like you know the singers. But he found what he does and he makes it work for him. Yeah, and yeah. so I appreciate singers like that. I mm, mm, let me be quiet. There are some new singers that can't sing. Um, they sing in these weird italics. I don't know what it is. Scissor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mm, I, it's interesting to me because I judge a singer by how they sing live. Right. And I just don't understand. Wait, what about Coyle Ray? What about her? <laughs> what do I think about her? I don't think about her. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just that. Who's your, who's your dream producer to collab with? Missy Elliott. Um, Harmony Samuels and Linda Perry. Oh, Linda Perry, you bringing it back. Linda yeah. Perry still working. Linda Perry still working. If she's not, she should be. Oh wow. Yeah, I like Linda Perry. Beautiful. Um, four non blondes. Mm-hmm. Um, I love I what know she her did from. With, oh, she did uh some Gwen Stefani shit too. She did. I love what she did with Christina Aguilera's yeah. uh, Back to Basics album. I love that whole jazz era modern yeah, thing yeah, that she yeah. did. Although Christina, okay, but you know. I'll be knowing. Okay, and who else? Uh, who's your Who's your favorite like vocal or not favorite? Who's your dream vocal collab? Mariah Dead or Carey. alive? Right. Well, <laughs> don't be. Don't put your foot in your mouth. You better not. You better not say Whitney. I'm joking. I mean, yeah. As my favorite singer, I would love to collaborate with Whitney Houston. I would love to have collaborated with Aretha Franklin. I would love to have collaborated. I would love to do something with like Karen Clark or Dorinda. Right, but. I think from a songwriting standpoint and the background standpoint and being in the studio, I, my dream vocal collab would probably be Mariah Carey. Yeah, Mariah Carey, those background vocals on those, it's a whole different a song thing. if you sit. And the thing is, she doesn't get credit for her backs. Right. I'm going to tell you, there's Mariah Carey, there's Beyonce, there's Faith Evans, there's Brandy, there's Tweet, there's Janet Jackson. Like these people do these. Rid- 
ridiculous background vocal arrangements Jay Moth like they have these stellar background vocal arrangements and Mariah Carey like you have to put her name in that conversation right. um, but my pen is so influenced by hers my the way that I approach backs are so influenced by her is so influenced by her like she absolutely a dream collaboration that's dope so Mariah I know you listening to ASAP <laughs> you make sure you DM me or DM Michael. Yeah. What's your social media? At MDB Sings. Correct. MBD Sings. M is in Mike, D is in Delta, B is in Bravo Sings. And um, I did a Mariah Carey cover. I did it live in studio. I did emotions. It's on my Instagram. Okay, and we're gonna have to check that out. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was fun. And you mentioned earlier about your collab with Coco when we're supposed to be getting that well it is forthcoming I haven't set a date yet there's some other songs that I'm working on and some other features but um, I have a really big major feature on my EP but oh, wow. I can't say it yet because there's you know, some agreements that I signed but when the when the EP comes out and you hear that feature you'll understand why the title of the EP is Studio 69 are we I have get, to say that are we getting a video for if you want to you will be getting a visual for If You Wanna. And can you tell us when to inspect that visual for If You Wanna? Um, we are, right now, I have a wonderful friend of mine. His name is Adetayo for Jameson. He's a designer. So we're getting some custom pieces together for that. And once we have that, then we can release the full visual. So you're going to get a a smaller visual, and then you get the full-out music video for it. Okay, so, that's yeah. going to be fun. That's going to be fun. So we're going to stay tuned to that. And Michael, what do our listeners need to do as soon as possible? Uh, the first thing they need to do is go to iTunes, <laughs> type in <laughs> Michael D. Bowers, purchase my song if you want. It's just a dollar and twenty nine cents, and every one of your listeners is so wealthy and well to do that it wouldn't be yeah, right. anything for them to drop a dollar and twenty nine cents, or they can stream it after they purchase it on Title and all of the other social uh, or streaming apps. I prefer Title because it pays us the most. It's three uh, cents uh, per uh, stream uh. as opposed to half a cent per stream from the other ones. Um, and of course, then follow my Instagram and my. Twitter is at MDB Sings and um, I have a Facebook too. My artist page is Michael D. Bowers as well. Let me show you this. Oh, come on. Come date. on, purchase. Look at the date. See? Oh, come on. The date that it came out. All right. See? We love you know us. I mean? We love support. Shout out. And I'm going to drop that information down in the description of this episode. So y'all make sure you guys purchase Michael D. Bowers if you want to DM me proof of purchase because I got a little contest coming up. Oh. We got to support our black artists and our black entrepreneurs and business owners. And again, if you are new to ASAP and other Sean Island podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you listen to podcasts. See you guys on the next one. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.